Hey friends, we're back here uh, on Erica Blueberry. My name is Chili Bin. It's Mackie. This is an unassuming Destiny podcast. And as such, uh, there is something of an elephant in the room uh, the last week and change. Um, that being the recent news about a bunch of layoffs happening at Bungie. Um, we, I, f I forget exactly when this news broke, but our... Typical recording day is a Thursday, uh, Australia time. Um, and I think the news kind of broke like a day or two before that. Um, and obviously, internet's going to do what it does. Tons of hot takes flying around. People wanting to chime in and have their comments about it. We were like, it's just too hot for us to step in and try to figure this out. And like even reporters were not aligned on what the story was. So we're like, look, we're just going to wait for the dust to settle on this thing. We don't need to do an episode yet. It's fine. Um, the dust has kind of settled. The, I mean, the full story is still not clear, but sometimes that's the way it goes when private corporations do layoffs. Yeah. Um, it yeah. also, it also doesn't align with who we are as people to, hear about all these layoffs and then jump on and be like, so this game, huh? Yeah. When, or, or like to, there's or to come so many people try to try to like talk shit about corporations. Like I personally have worked for tech companies and known people that do that go through layoffs and restructures. And even when you're inside the company, you don't get to know the full story and the people outside it certainly don't. Um, so it's, it would be, I don't know, insensitive, inappropriate for us to try and guess at what is happening there. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just another set of voices speaking over the people who were directly affected. Exactly. Um, so I guess, the, like, the, the only thing I feel comfortable saying is, like, this sucks for the, what, 100-ish people that lost their jobs. Um, chances are... Uh, the way that this goes when there's parent companies involved typically is like Sony has been cutting headcounts all over the place um, within their studios. So my guess, and I'm putting guess in all caps, this is a guess, uh, is that like Sony essentially said, you need to cut X percentage off the top, X number of heads, whatever that works out to. And then they, they will often, corporations generally speaking, will push that decision down onto that company and say, you figure it out, um, which I think that was like one of the things I saw people saying is like, why is this person fired? And like, you know, why these people, not those people, whatever, like notable names being like community managers and like Michael Salvatore, the like main composer. And like there will have been a decision making process inside Bungie. I would put money on the fact that we never find out what that is because it's not for us to know. It's not. It's not public information, right? Like the decision-making process of who gets fired to save a corporation money. We don't get that. That's not for us. Yeah. Um, but it just, it sucks. Because... It sucks. There, there was also news about like, you know, revenue projections uh, being down by some 40-something percent. And like, I hear something like that and I'm like... Oh, so the, the arbitrary target you made up, you weren't on track for, and so you decided to fire a bunch of people. Like, it's just a bunch of business bullshit. Uh, but the fact is, they decide that it matters, and so they get rid of some people. So um, the, the, the part that's, like, always been hard in the last couple of weeks to uh, balance for me is, like, revenue is down by so much, which is an indicator the game isn't doing well, but my playing my player experience has been really fucking positive the last like three six months whatever it is like sure yeah as we've said lightfall has some issues with the way that that came out but the stuff since then has been great i wonder how much of this hinges on the like um negative sentiment that surrounded Lightfall, whether that's contributing to it, but like it's the game has felt great and that's what sucks. Yeah. For, for these people to still lose their jobs, right? They've done a great job and still 
someone somewhere looks at a spreadsheet and says, actually, fuck off. Yeah. And it, and it sucks too because it's departments like accessibility took a huge hit. Yeah. A bunch of access, accessibility developers were canned. Community-facing members, which is like a rare thing for Bungie now because they've definitely, since the doxing and everything, they've definitely pulled back on yeah. community-facing public people. So to lose that as yeah. well has been massive. Um, composers, the composer of Deep Stone Lullaby, are you fucking kidding me? That that kind of shocked me because yeah. I was like, bro, the music that's come out in Beyond Light and since has been yeah. iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it, it just, at the same time, it's like, what what was two more voices fucking theorizing and umming and ahhing at the like hot zone of it happening. Yeah. And yeah, it just, it, it, it felt wrong to me to sit here and be like, me love game when there's like people openly mourning the loss of like, not only their livelihood and job security and healthcare, but also a project they genuinely cared about and a company they genuinely loved working for. Yeah. And that was the, that was the sentiment I saw for a lot from a lot of people talking about getting laid off. They were like, the hardest part is I love this job. Yeah. And I love this company and I love my coworkers. It's, it wasn't another run of the mill dev job. It was a family and to feel like I've lost that sucked. And it just reading those sentiments, I was like, it doesn't feel right to sit here and be like, so Festival of the Lost, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. it just, it it didn't feel good, us being pretty anti-capitalist. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, us, us, us making to be like, that decision to not record was, like, probably one of the quickest decisions we've made. You sent me a message, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, no fucking way do I want to get in here and feel, try to, like, it, be happy about this right now. Didn't feel right. Yeah, but we're here now. And, like, we didn't know anything, so it was like, yeah, we have nothing that, to it. add. There's no point in adding to the pile of theories and voices that aren't affected. Yeah, and as I say, like, part of, and, like, the the game industry has been rocked with this shit all year um, for whatever reason, complicated giant corporation say- nonsense. When you said before that Sony's been dropping heads all over the place, I'm pretty certain recently Naughty Dog went through Naughty Dog, a bunch of layoffs uh, as well. Media Molecule, like just about even every after studio. the success of Last of Us Two, people were like, "What the fuck, Naughty Dog?" Yeah. Like in the middle of another dev cycle, yeah. like dropping. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the like the harsh truth is us as the consumers of these corporations' products we kind of just have to accept that this happens and that we will never get the full story unless like even, even if someone were to like leak that information from inside Sony or inside Bungie or any of these studios, right? Like there's a huge minefield to walk through of how you even publish that information, right? Because depending on what's in there, there might be documents about them coming to the decision of who gets laid off and like no one wants to see that get aired right like yeah. old stories of the way microsoft used to do uh performance um reviews of like stack ranking people and just like the bottom 10 or 20 percent are effectively put on management plans or let go right like when when that system was made public and people found out about it, like everybody holds that up now in the tech industry is like we should never do that. Um and that's yeah. the kind of like risk you have with even if you get the information, how do you report it? So we may just never know anything more than the like surface level post that they put out last week, right? Of like we lost a lot of good people, blah, blah, blah. Like that's about as deep as it was. Um because they, they also can't come out and say this was Sony making us do this because then somebody else is getting fired for saying that, right? Like, we can say it, though. Yeah. Because I fucking hate corporations that pull this shit. Like, they make so much money. They The, the thing that is, like, still boggling my mind, there was an article 
like early last year, whenever the acquisition happened, um, basically like Sony and Bungie said, like there won't be layoffs as part of this. Granted, we're now a year and a half later. That's usually enough time passing for them to go, actually, let's slim it down. But I think there was something like a one, there was over a billion dollars set aside for staff retention. And like, how long was that for? That's a lot of money. What? Um, so that sort of stuff we'll, we'll basically never know, right? Unless someone yeah. really gets in the guts of Sony or Bungie and tries to weasel that information out of them. I feel like too, and this might just be me, um, I feel like the community and the players need to also realise that... That's fine. Keep going. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, that this isn't our closure to have. No. We're not the one who lost our jobs and our livelihoods and our health insurance. And I feel like a lot of people from America, uh, uh, like the UK and Canada and Australia forget that part of losing your job in the US is sometimes losing your health insurance. Yeah. Um, it's not our closure to have. No. So like, even if, even if the staff know why it happened and they were told why they were let go, but they were NDA'd not to talk about it. Which probably. is probably true. Sony yeah. love their NDAs. I just, I want them to have that closure. I don't need that closure. No. The community doesn't need that closure. The people who are directly affected need that closure. No. The, the, and what, that's all I care about. A lot of their, a lot of their like community reaction felt to me like parasocial relationships applied to a video game that you play, right? Like people yeah. feel entitled to this insight for whatever get me reason started on the reactions what was the thing like pe me? people running around like deleting their characters quitting the game over this it's like come on so like, performative i'm sorry it's that is some of the goofiest shit i've ever seen of like you know the reaction to layoffs like do not get me wrong tragic should not have happened could have been avoided the reaction of like i'm gonna stop playing this game think two steps forward from that if enough people do that the whole studio dies like they no one's buying more their layoffs products. happen what you're also you, you've also got to remember this content is made months and years in advance yep. or it's already in-game assets in-game story in-game dialogue in-game music in-game game modes yep. that these people have worked on and they love and they're proud of and you've decided no, sorry. My 30 second video of me deleting my character means more to me than uh, your actual work. Yeah. So. And here's a little little lesson in activism for, for those at home. If you're thinking about boycotts, they're only effective if the staff are actually asking you to do them. Otherwise, you're just robbing them or people that are still at the studio or the workplace of revenue. Like you are just hurting more people by choosing to boycott of your own volition because you think it's some like moral good you can do. Actually, that's not how boycotts work. Go read a book. And it's like, and that's the hard thing too, is talking about this. Cause I know all the fucking Harry Potter fans are going to wizarding world fans are going to turn around and go, well, that wasn't your attitude two years ago when wizarding world came out. Yeah. The difference was, some of the developers and the queer community were saying, hey, please don't engage with this content. Yeah. That's a little different. Hey, this content <laughs> is actively hurting us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I, I would say to Log Power Slave, I think I would describe him as uh, optimistically friend of the show. Um, I've never met him, uh, interacted. I think you've interacted with him a bit. Um like one of one of his like classic cut through it's the, the bullshit. same level of goblin as me <laughs> yeah but like one of his classic cut through the bullshit tweets was essentially saying like um you know brutal business decisions i'm just reading it verbatim brutal business decisions don't diminish the actual friendships you've made playing playing destiny um you know and, and that's kind of where i land on this right like the game uh, the the community that we have built around it um, with our little group of friends and then like starting to branch out and play with other people um, that still holds a tremendous amount of value to me and I still very much enjoy playing the game um, which we, I mean, we will get to talking about in a bit um, so I'm not going anywhere 
you know? Well, it's like you, you mentioned Log. The reason I get to terrorize him with memes is because we're both vocal shitheads in the Destiny 2 community who like to bully fuckwits. Yeah. And that's how we met. It's just being egregious little goblin guardians who like to just throw out hot takes and then watch the community burn down. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, it's a silly, goofy game and it's it's a lot of fun and, like, yes, this all sucks and we have to watch people hurt in the open about it. Um but my heart does break for them. It really does. Yeah. I've been trying to retweet as many, Hey, I'm looking for work tweets as possible. Yeah. And there is a, a thread pinned on my profile now of someone saying, if you're affected by the latest wave of layoffs, drop your uh, portfolio yeah, below. A couple of those sort of things floating around, but yeah, like it's, it's still a good game. I, what are we doing? Um, so, and that's yeah. what you can do as a community member is uplift those voices yeah. instead of yelling your own opinion, take that energy and retweet hippie talking about it. Honestly, retweet um, the accessibility developers saying, Hey, we've got experience now in accessibility. Do you want your games to be more accessible? Well, here we are. And yeah. here's everything we did for Bungie. Like take the energy and instead of, writing daft fucking tweets like, oh, Bungie dies. Take that energy and hit the repost button on some of the mm. affected people. Yeah, or, or even like instead of posting... Share a, their portfolios. Yeah, instead of posting a link to some YouTube fuckhead that's like ranting about layoffs like they know what they're talking about, go and find people around you that are still positive about the game. Reinforce that message and see how that makes you feel ranting about the layoffs and then we'll continue to make money off content based mm. on the game. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the shit that always does my head. And it's like, you can't stop for 24 hours to like let a story settle before you chime in when your content is usually nothing to do with the operations of a game studio, you know, like you're making your own creative content based on the lore of a video game, for example, why do you feel the need to chime in on this shit in the first 24 hours? Come on. Oh, bro, people that, like, you can tell as soon as the news hit, they jumped on their computer, they fired up their fucking snowball mic, like, got boom, into Destiny. on, let's go. I've got a poorly formed idea. Running a strike while they talk about the layoffs. Not even running a strike. <laughs> and add stock nothing. footage at this point. Like, <laughs> just a bank. And add nothing. Just a bank just, of strike guys, footage. People are starting to tweet that they lost their jobs at Bungie. That was legit one of the videos I saw, and I was like, okay, like, righto, fuck with. Like, sure, do that on <laughs> Twitch. Who gives a fuck? But, like, you're going to take the time to edit down a video and upload that shit to YouTube? Like, maybe rethink the concept. <laughs> YouTube, then reformat it for TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Sorry. and Instagram Reels. Sorry, I forgot the full modern content pipeline. We do fucking one of those steps, and that's frankly enough for me. <laughs> Jesus. It sucks. But yeah, like Log said, part of part of Destiny is the community. It's yeah. not for a lot of people, it's not an insular experience. You don't experience Destiny in a vacuum. No. You know? It that is, makes sense. Yeah, it is a chat room with a gun on the end of it. That is how I <laughs> like to describe the the experience I have with Destiny. We just hang out, we'll run a bunch it's of where strikes. We get drunk and yell. Yes. And especially when it's mayhem or it's Festival of the Lost uh, or, you know, we just want to run a bunch of strikes to generate materials. And we're just like, here's Spotify. Let's listen to the same music, drink some beers in different cities and do that. That is destiny. Your weekly reminder to build a collaborative playlist with your clan. <laughs> Us. Yeah, I any chance I get, I'm spinning up a collaborative playlist. I, I was a groomsman and, and a friend's wedding, and it was like me, him, and his brother. That that was like his wedding party, and we were getting ready in a hotel room, and he was like two weeks ahead of it. Was like here's a playlist, throw some bangers in, and we were just like putting in hardcore music and going gorilla mode while we're putting suits on, and it was the best. Fucking love some unga bunga mode to some hardcore. Yeah. 
yeah, it was pretty, pretty choice. Um, I think that's probably enough about all of that. Waxing lyrical about the layoffs. Yes. Um, I think we've made our position pretty well known. So now we would like, I would like at least, I'm not going to speak for you, you have your own agency. Uh, I would like to return to talking about our experience playing Destiny. Let's start with Festival of the Lost. I think last last time we spoke, we'd done like week one. Yeah. How was your Festival of the Lost? You went kind of ham, I think. Oh, yeah, pretty neat. I like I, I went in light and I was like, I'm not sure how much I want to engage with the festival. And then like did a little bit and I was like, okay, it wouldn't be too hard to complete the event card. And then... I did the, the upgrade to the event card, which cost silver that I had lying around. And then I got like a third into that. And I was like, fuck, I had to do some work here. But it was actually pretty good. I, did, I enjoyed it. I, I did it all, baby. You you gilded that Ghost Rider too. I gilded Ghost Ride the Whip. You did. Um, yeah, gilded that. Um, Never want to see the fucking door puzzle of the Embaru engine ever again in my life. The door puzzle? Which one? Yeah. Where you had to shoot the the third. Oh. So that was spitting well, okay. out about 305 candies for every single time you finished it. Okay. One of the gilding quests was to generate 30,000 candies. Yeah, it was a lot. So do the math. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Did you at least take hard light? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I ran the third puzzle in the Embaru engine, I think at least 10 times a night Holy for a week. fuck. But it was the same thing. It was... How do I say this without YouTube getting angry? I got zoinked. Uh-huh. I got shaggied. Yeah. You got- I got zoinked. I threw on... A playlist, mm-hmm. and I just did it over and over and over again. Okay. Um, and then I'd go do something else, go play Gambit, get my Gambit bounty for that week. Yeah. Come back, run in bars. I think I was a bit like that, just trying to get the pages done for the event card, because it felt a bit like I need to go generate a bunch of pages before I can go and turn them into the one that I can then turn in. So, yeah, it was like running a bunch of strikes so that I could finish that event triumph of like do a bunch of strikes wearing a mask or whatever it was. Um, But, yeah, that like the event card grind was there. It required me to play more Destiny than I think I have in the last like couple of weeks um, prior. So, but we had sort of a long weekend. Um, So we have like the Melbourne Cup public holiday which is on a tuesday we but don't get that you don't but the other thing that not a lot of people in victoria get that i am lucky to uh the place i work the monday is a company holiday so we get a paid day off and they're just like everybody's going to take that day off anyway we're just going to make it a thing um so it becomes a four-day weekend and that's when i did a lot of my festival of the lost shit it was like in that kind of four-day span it was pretty chill it's just, you know, queuing up some videos, some music in the background, whatever it was, and just like, I'm going to kill these pumpkin-headed fucks for three hours. I, other than playlists, I think I ended up watching four seasons of Attack on Titan while mm. I was doing it. Yeah. Well, like, the conversation I had with my partner the other night, she was like, oh, that new Hunger Games movie is coming out soon, which made me realize I never saw the fourth one, which is the second part of the third book. So I'm like, it's been years since I watched any of them, so I'm probably going to just like put those on in the background to catch up because she's really keen to see the movie. Um, so it's stuff I like that. I don't right? think I've seen any of those films. The movies are decent. You know, like the books aren't that big, so they can kind of get a pretty decent adaptation. It's not like, you know, the Lord of the Rings to the Hobbit comparison. Like the Lord of the Rings trilogy is essentially like book to movie. Most of the shit is there. The Hobbit is one book they made three movies out of, and they had to milk that thing dry. Um, but the, the Hunger Games is kind of that nice sweet spot of, like, all the stuff you want to be in there is basically in there. Anyway, Festival of the Lost. Um, yeah, I got the event card done. I didn't bother trying to guild 
Ghost Rider, like all those event titles, they require a lot of work to guild. Gambit is enough for that, me. <laughs> I want that Reveler title, baby. That's right. You're still trying to complete. Missed out on it last year because of my fucking computer. Mm. Um, That's right. We were talking about that just yeah. before. I love Festival of the Lost. It's it's good, and I th- it's I th- my favorite. I feel like it's my were, favorite community event. I feel like there were a couple of optimizations they made to the way those lost sectors worked this year too. Like they go a lot quicker. They yeah, do. I felt like they they go a lot quicker. Yeah, like it, it used to be. I think actually last year the thing was people kept trying to get to fifteen headless ones slain because it was like more efficient for earning rewards. But this year it was like once you killed ten, it just put you into the boss cycle. And then it was like usually pretty quick to get it down. Um, but yeah, it was uh, I, like, it, it might've been my experience. Cause I have a, I have, you know, my, my throwing hammer build basically means I can take one of those summoning circles and hold it for the entire run and just like <laughs> four hammers and we're done. Send me the next one. <laughs> we want to talk about scuffed festival of the lost. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, don't describe the cutscene because we'll get to all of that in a minute. But like, no, I'm talking about my uh, void soul. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You are throwing a lot of void souls every I had year. F- five going at once. What is the name of that exotic that is doing that? Briar something. Um. So the new warlock arms. Uh, my screen was real bright. Mm. Uh, the new. I typed in Dame, like the chocolate bar. Um, Dame Stinny. Dame. Dame Um, So the new, of course, when I want to open Dim to find the name of something, it's not working. Mm. Um, The new Warlock Arms allow you to pick up a deployed uh, child of the old gods. Mm -hmm. Void Soul, whatever they're called. um, And redeploy it by critting something and it goes away in that time though if you put your your artifacts on properly and you've got the right mods you've got the right gear and you've got the right stats you can get your well or your rift your rift yeah back up in that time so you can deploy an old soul Mm. which resets the timer by the way drop another one send it elsewhere by the time they're done doing what they do, because if you've got Devour, them killing things returns energy. Um, you can have another one up mm-hmm. and you can juggle them. And I think at one point I had four or five going in the uh, moon lost sector <laughs> with you yeah. doing the haunted lost sector. And I'm just like, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another you're, one. You're, Ooh, do, you're doing that. Another and I'm, one. Almost, I'm basically one shotting everything with the throwing hammer. Because it's already got a soul on it. Yeah. So you're just. Well, no, the thing is, like, when I'm running it with blueberries, I'm one shotting shit naturally. And then you just boost it all. And so when I'm hitting with Xenophage, <laughs> it's doing extra damage because it's turning it into a crit. It's. It's a bad combo. I think there was one point you went over to a headless one, it had three old souls on it. I just unpowered melee it. And I'm like, that's enough, actually. Good night. It's a lot of fun. It's stupid fun. Yeah. Yeah, we we also, you and I, did a bunch of those um, Vex Incursion Strikes. Uh, yeah. Farming those for exotics. So I've got some new toys to play with now. Uh, I've, I've now got, I think, all but one for the Titan because I got lazy on doing Lost Sectors for them. Um, so that's nice. Got some good I think you got to the point where I was just pinging you strike four minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was like real short turnaround, but like most of the time I was already on my computer or at home where that was like my computer boots pretty quick, so I'm able to just like power on, get into the game. We didn't even get in a Join voice on call. Me. We didn't even get I in was, a voice call. I was we were usually just like, silent. Do it. Get out of here. I was usually already there, so you just join on me. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. there, was, there was one where by the time either of us got online, it had finished because people just melted oh, that shit. It was, it was a full full instance. Yeah, full scene. So they just melted them. Yeah. Um, I figured out afterwards. I was like, huh, what happened? And then I checked. I went to – I checked the destination. I was like, oh, this is a full instance. This is what happened. Shit's gone. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Festival of the Lost. It's over. My we got favorite. Some, we got some fun new masks this year. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually went back to like the 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 toast, which I the the loaf of bread, which I think was introduced last year. That that was a good one. For, it looked very funny with my build, like massive shoulders and then just this little loaf of bread where the head should be. I played with the puka for yeah. ages. Yep. I really loved the Puka because it had the little boogly eyes. Uh-huh. But then I just went back to Old Faithful, which is paper bin head Savathun. I it's, love that mask the, so much. The eyes much. that are like blue buttons, very funny. Yeah, and then this drawn-on angry mouth. <laughs> it'd be good if That's like my favorite. It'd be good if the mouth changed to some other uh, facial expression, like depending on where you were or what you were doing. Like I don't if you were in, if you were, if you were in the throne world and it changed into a big grin that'd be very funny. Just the yeah. surprised face, yeah, the yeah, soy yeah. face. Yeah. <gasps> but yes, um, the other stuff I think that's worth talking about is kind of what what feels like the end of this season with some extra Embaru engine shenanigans now you mentioned the third puzzle i had not seen that until this week because maybe it came out in a previous week and i just didn't go do it um so i had a bit of catching up to do uh it's pretty simple it is um it it took me a couple goes to like work out what it was trying to get me to do um because it's like a bunch of hive doors symbols around each door with like matching elemental colors obviously you know your void your solar your arc um and i was looking at a guide for some of that stuff and it was like it didn't like tell me what the what the puzzle was but it was like here's a tip bring hard light because you need to be able to hit each of those damage types and that's just a quick way to do that and it was a good tip and i did that and it was a lot of fun um but yeah, and then there was uh, the the one after that where you have to go and get the flames. That was new for this week, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. So that was essentially like getting, quote unquote, to the top of the tower. And then you get up there and there's like, uh, for me, for me, the, the challenge was actually you need to go get an arcana to do this thing. So I had to do that for both the door puzzle and... And that final one. Uh, so there's yeah. a lot of like loading into different zones and going back and forth and doing all the shit. That was kind of annoying to do that all at once. Um, but yeah, that, that last one was like, you had to go into uh, all of Seventh Inspire, Altars of Summoning, and somewhere else in the Embari engine to pick up these flames. And then Yeah, you, so you had to go into the first, first puzzle in the Embari engine. Yeah. And then use deep sight to open up some platforms and platform your way up to the flame. Mm-hmm. I had trouble finding that flame because it is a very close color to everything else. Yeah, and it's not big. Uh, Altars of Summoning, I sent you a screenshot. Altars of Summoning was me floating around looking for the flame and then seeing 20 parked sparrows <laughs> underneath it and being like, Oh, it huh, must be up there. I feel like something's around here. Yeah. And then me looking at the sparrow only to get shot at by another guardian and then me look up and then squatting, doing the destiny, hey, pay attention to me, yeah. like <laughs> crouching. Yeah, we, we may not have, uh, you know, the ping system that like uh, Apex Legends and shit have. We have that's, shoot at it and then crouch. That's our version of a ping. <laughs> so getting shot out and then looking up and there's yeah. about four guardians stacked on top of the flame that's and me right. being like... Huh, oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's the one. Um, and then you present a emoji up, emoji, an emote up there to thank them yeah. for showing you. Yeah, mine is usually a dance of some kind or it's putting on the cowboy hat. I show them my baby. I put on the cowboy hat on top of my other cowboy hat because I haven't <laughs> changed that look in a long time. Amazing. And then, and then, yeah. Yes, you get all those flames you go back to the top of the Embaru engine, you put them in the three braziers, you're attuning to braziers, that's how they they put it. Um, Then it opens a door into 
I want to say the most annoying puzzle, but I didn't actually do it the long way. Um, I tried for about 40 minutes and then I sent you a message that said, Ayo, fuck this puzzle. Yeah. And then I went and Googled it. Yeah. So you walk into a room and there are around the walls, 16 hive symbols and, f- and then in the corners. So in each of the four corners of this room, there are your classic hive statue that you can go and activate. There's a whole thing there with like the whole, the, the system behind the puzzle is essentially two truths and a lie or, or, a lie or a truth and two lies whichever way that's whichever way it works out you pick up two things and in the bottom corner it's like truth lie times two and each of the statues I think the way this is supposed to work I'm going to try and describe the reasoning that I saw laid out in a post somewhere is you activate all of the statues one by one and it will highlight this, the symbols around the room in different ways either with a circle or a triangle. The triangle means truth and the circle means lie. And you have to work out in that room what the state of each of those symbols is. And then do that whole process for four different levels of the tower. And then I saw screenshots of spreadsheets of a thing called a truth table, which I learned about in a first year uh, philosophy class at university. It's like a, a way of determining logic systems. And people were doing that to work out what the sequ- like in that one room, what the sequence was to hit of the symbols, like which seven they had to activate to open the fucking door at the end. Um, yeah, the Reddit threads on it were insane. Yeah. Because that's the first place I went was Reddit. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm even more confused because they started talking about that kind of shit yeah. like truth tables and, and like, like i understand okay. how that shit works how you get to working that out from just walking into that room that is the part i don't get the like the steps to go from i'm now seeing this room for the first time what are the like six to seven steps before you get to i have four spreadsheets open and i'm keeping track of this shit and doing all of this like comparative logic to work out like is this symbol one i should activate or no and so eventually what it is yeah. is like there's seven symbols in that room that you have to activate and then hit a essentially hit a switch and then it opens a door. And I found that answer and I put it in DM to you, spoiled the text and said, hey, when you get to the point I did with this puzzle, here's the answer. <laughs> I got as far as figuring out there were symbols in each room mm-hmm. or section. Yeah. And then screenshotting what was a triangle and what was a circle. Yeah. And then I did that and then I went, now what? Yeah. I, th- I think like th- this is something that I, I, in a lot of games that employ puzzles, this is kind of a, a, a point that I, that I often hit that frustrates the shit out of me, which is I know what the answer is and what I need to do to solve this puzzle and move forward. But I also know I know enough to know that it's going to take me a lot of time and a lot of steps to enter this sequence into your game or to, into your game system for you to recognize that I've solved it. You know, like what, the, optimizing, like shortening the time between I know the answer and I've entered the answer. That is the sweet spot for a puzzle in a video game or any kind of game is like, okay, how long it takes me to figure out the answer is my own thing to solve like that's that's on me the time it takes for me to enter the answer and move forward that needs to be optimized and this didn't feel great because it was like granted i didn't figure this out and i was on a journey to figure it out and then i just kind of gave up but having seen what the answer is and how people worked it out i'm like how are you people still doing this this sucks (laughs) this experience is us I think they lent a little bit too hard on the community figuring it out. Yeah. They knew like the community would get there. And it was a, like, if you go through the original Reddit thread, it was very much a community yeah. effort, effort, but like, and I, I and think I, they I, lent a little bit too hard on the community or, or get it sorted. Yeah, and I re- Whereas I the recognize- other puzzles, like the door, yeah. the door puzzle, I figured out by myself. Yeah. Same. And I, and I recognize the flames that- I figured out by myself, the, like the treasure chests I figured out by myself. Mm. Eventually I got the pattern for the second puzzle. Yeah. But like this, 
a hundred percent relied on the community coming together and doing it. And it was one of those things where I was like, that's kind of a risky play. I I think like, I recognize that that's a thing they do every now and then. And it makes sense because it, it's, you can solve much harder problems with a community. That's the the nature of how teams work. Um, I think, I think putting that as the lock in front of really important juicy story details is what sucks for me right and we'll talk about what those are in a minute but i don't mind really complicated puzzles when what's behind it is purely a reward for solving the puzzle when what you put behind it is essentially the narrative hook for the next season that feels exclusionary in a sense not accessible because it's like hey i would not have actually bothered to work this out by myself and i would have had to wait until the season launches to get a cutscene to know this, or I would have been, I would have seen some tweet or some post that kind of just told me, and I was like, well, how did that even happen, right? And like, it also removes the, the, reveal, the excitement the of figuring it out huge. for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, big reveal. Yes, but yeah, that that's that's kind of the the balance I think for me that didn't feel right here of like. Yeah, we've done big community puzzles in the past before, but what's behind it is usually a gun or some reward that is on its own a reward and not like... Yeah, the fact that it's like a pretty big fucking story reveal and talking about what the next season is going to be all about. Like, that is information everybody should have a little more easily than this puzzle Mm. made. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was kind of annoying that I had to go to the internet to figure it out because, like I said, I, I I like had a little moment where I was actually like kind of like proud of myself for figuring out the other quizzes mm. and the other puzzles and and getting there eventually by myself. Like the the f- the treasure one, I figured it out pretty quickly, which was oh, there's symbols. Telling you where to go. Yeah. Um, figuring out the pattern for the second quiz took me a few hours, yeah. like three or four hours, but it was also something I could come back to. Yes. It wasn't three solid hours doing it. It was me getting frustrated, going and doing something else, thinking about it, coming back. The door thing was, oh, there's an arc symbol on the left-hand side. Oh, that door has an arc. It's The tricky part comes in is when they start to hide the symbols and you've got to move to align so the, them, the like final, the final one. The final rotation where you've got to like jump up and look back down at it. I was like, I am not sure I'm shooting the right one and thankfully I did. Yeah. Like that That stuff's, like that's fun. Mm. But the last, the last one was a bit like, oh, we're going to get the flames. And then when I saw that new puzzle unlock, I was like, ah, what the fuck? Yeah. And then because there was flames in the other maps, I went back to the first map. Mm. And then I went back to the second map. And then I was like, oh, it's along the ridge of this tower. I just happened to see them exploring the Enviro engine. Yeah. Just happened to come across them. And I was like, ah, cool. So it's in different sections of the Enviro engine and I need to remember what has a circle and a triangle. Yeah. So I'm going to screenshot them and put them in paint and then write above them what room I found them in. Yeah, Yeah, that's... uh... And then agonized over the final part of it for about 20 minutes before I was like, fuck this. Yeah, and I think, like, to go back to that point about, like, the time it takes to enter the answer, part of the cost of that with with a game like destiny is just the time it takes to move between places in the game, right? Whether that's mm-hmm. going up and down the elevators in the Embaro engine, or even going between different loading zones in the game, like where I had to go and get the Arcana cards to unlock the shit in the first place. It was like, okay, go and get the card from the altars of summoning, but then go to the, uh, Athenaeum to turn it into an Arcana, to unlock the thing that even lets you progress once you load back into the Embarry engine. Like that three-step process I did about two or three times and it sucked. I was just excited to have another tarot card. Yeah, of course. Of course you were. <laughs> yeah, another um, one. Woo. But all of that aside, once we open that final door. Um, it kind of felt worth it, yeah. Fucking 
Jesus. Um, so let's just lay out what is there. Um, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't done it. Um, there's a fucking just pure, unadulterated Ahamkara egg, uncorrupted by Taken, basically a legit wish dragon egg. Just... Ooh, little baby! Sabathun just had one, and it's locked behind this incredibly dense puzzle. Fair enough that you would secure the shit out of that. Um... I'm just trying to find these screenshots that I took. Um, yeah, Eris Morn says the phrase "the last wish," uh, which is very funny. Um, there's a there's a, a screenshot in the cutscene of like Savathun's wings and there being a pattern, and we've like mapped that onto the wish wall, and there are symbols. Um, people have already tried entering those symbols to see if it does anything. Spoiler alert. That's next season. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, around that time, I think prematurely, in my opinion, the Destiny 2 Twitter account put out um, a screen of what the next season is. Uh, it's season of The Wish. So we've gone from Witch to Wish. Uh, and it's kind of a, you know, uh, awoken portal with what looks like an Ahamkara sticking its head out uh, like similar to Riven um, and it uses the classic phrase oh guardian mine um, basically saying congrats to those who've sold the final Embaru engine puzzle so I think they didn't give people enough time to actually go and see that for themselves before going here's the big thing um, but you know what that's fine so yeah I think Australia was at work oh, tell me about it you assholes yeah I was we like fuck working. I need to log off and do this quest immediately um, cue me doing two hours of catching up on Embaru engine puzzles. But all that to say, like, the pattern on the wings that corresponds to the wish, uh, the last wish, the 15th wish, um, the, the, the kind of dialogue lines that drop over the radio transmission around that are essentially saying, we need to do a ton of research to craft the perfect wish that cannot be misinterpreted by the Ahamkara so that we can open a portal into the, tra well, we can like traverse that portal into the traveler that answers the question of how the fuck do we get in there that I have been asking since we saw that goddamn final shape reveal. I think it's pretty fucking sick. If I'm honest, like of all the things to, do you remember? It's going to be, a, I love the Ahamkara law. So I'm so excited. This will be a bit of a tangent. Um, how much do you remember about community, people in the community trying, like coming up with theories of how to get the last wish? Basically, the my uncle works at Nintendo shit of like, oh, if you do this and that and this, then the secret thing unlocks. Like mm. the, the person who like tried to clear Shattered Throne solo at a power level of 999 because they read some law book and thought that's what you had to do. Like, all of that shit that people thought the last, like, like the, the 15th wish unhinged was. unhinged early D2 theory crafting. Mm -hmm. Now we get it. Now they finally tick that box off. They close that loop and they say, baby. You, you do this last wish, you get up in the traveler. That's I'm just so excited to, to see a baby Ahamkawa. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know what I just, that's going to I'm like. just so excited to meet the little guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like an expectant parent. I'm yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like, there's, there's mentioned, like there's lines from Ikora, you know, talking about like, get all the reports from the hidden on the wish wall and like anything to do with wishes and how they work and um you know what it kind of reminds me of now that I'm saying it all out loud? It's like people who first got their hands on something like chat GPT as much as I hate it. And all of the blo all of the like the posts of like, here's how to craft the perfect prompt to get exactly what you want. It feels like that. Like, how do we write the perfect wish so that this machine doesn't fuck it up? Paracausal chat GPT. Yeah, because I, I actually I watched a uh, Mylan Games came came out of his like not talking about destiny all the time hiatus essentially and like this is big enough to get him out of retirement um, and he was kind of a thing that I never kind of clocked is what Ahamkara feed on 
is the difference between what is wished for and what is real. So that's why when you make a wish, they corrupt it is so that they can feed on that. Um, so this is all. I fucking love Ahamkara, dude. This is so sick. That's uh. Sometimes I I like. Please don't. Please don't take this wrong and come to my house. Um, part of living alone is like I have like these moments where I'm like, oh, I wish someone was here to see this. Because I walked into the room and I was like, huh? And then I heard Eris say, "This is an Ahamkara egg." And I was so excited that I just sat back in my chair and threw my arms up and yelled, egg! Egg! Because <laughs> oh, my response was like, <laughs> hands are coming off the mouse and keyboard, and I'm just like, this. I was like, my poor neighbors would have just heard me yell, egg! Yeah, over and over I think again. I actually just started like, I, so I think I briefly cackled to myself because I was like, it's one of those reveals where you're like, my first thoughts are like, how long have you sat on this idea? How long have you thought about bringing in the 15th wish while people are crafting all these theories? And like that stuff to me is always super fascinating of like, this is a really good way to deploy this idea of like, here's a fresh Ahamkara. Let's make a wish. Um, I watched a Instagram really uh, follow a lot of DD community like, like, they're just basically, basically content aggregation, content theft accounts, basically. Yeah. Way, but content aggregation, content theft. Like, that's what they do. It's got content theft. Uh, but they but do they like, like a mega cut, cut for people. Like every, like every time, time there's a big reveal, they're like these community pages both go stream and do like mega cuts of people, people reacting. reacting. So, so, like, mega cuts of people like me crying to Rasputin dying. Um, crying to like Misrax and Saint, like crying to Osiris, like, and then people shouting in excitement when something huge gets revealed. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, a lot of it was people just yelling. And then one Australian dude, I'll have to go back and try and find his handle, him just seeing it and then say them saying the line. And he just goes, get fucked. <laughs> like he was just like, get fucked. <laughs> like He was in disbelief. <laughs> And I think, it was so I think, Australian. He was just like, get fucked. Yeah, I think I think what? I was I was not far off that point of like that that is my natural response to like something that is in, incredulous is like, get fucked, get out of here. Yeah. The duality of man, me yelling egg over and over again and another person going, Get fucked. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the duality of man. Oh, so good. I was just so excited because I love Ahamkara. Yeah. And something. And I'm like, I, fuck yeah, another one? <laughs> a, th- a thought that has only just occurred to me, like we're talking about making a wish to an Ahamkara and I have been wondering how the fuck Cade comes back. Oh. Uh, is it part of that? Maybe. Is it maybe that's the, the corruption of the it, wish. Yeah, is it part of the wish in some <laughs> way? The corruption is that shithead comes Yeah, back. it's like, sure, you can go inside the Traveller. You will pay a heavy cost, and that cost is having to listen to that fuckwit <laughs> quip at you while you do missions. He follows you around. Yeah, he's he's not actually an NPC. He like mind controls your ghost, and he's now a the companion, voice. like in Skyrim. Oh he won't go you away. You can't dismiss Kate Six. He takes up one of your fire teams. Oh slots. no. <laughs> You got an absolute dead shit in your raid team. Sorry, fam. Get used to it. Me. It's just another me. Oh, no. I'm just, as someone who fucking, ah, it fucks so hard with the Ahamkara lore. I think it's so interesting. Mm. And their designs on top of that, like. Yeah, well, that that was one of the things that, like, Mylon's video kind of went into is, like, we don't really know what an Ahamkara looks like, right? Like. He was, I think he was suggesting that like the way Riven looks is kind of the way we have imagined them to look. And that is made real just by like the power, power of belief. It sounds like a new age book about the secret. Um, but there are certain um, fictional kind of God-based stories like with a pantheon of gods, they, they exist because people still believe in it. And they take the form 
Either and that's of, what an egregore is. Yeah, but like either of their believers, they take the form of the people that believe in them, or they take the form that their believers expect them to have. Um, so I wonder if it's something like that, where yeah, this ahamkara might not look like Riven, either because that is not just how ahamkara look, or because we expect it to look different. I yeah, well, I mean, they've. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I think Mylan, there is some validity to his theory because, like I just said, the the meaning of egregore mm. is, like, it's sustained by ritual and belief and it often, an egregore is, in like, it's a, it's esoteric. The word I'm thinking of. It's, it's a concept. Mm. And it's like, yeah, an egregore can take form of its believers. Mm. It's an amalgamation of belief, you know. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like is Riven another form of an egregore? Mm. Yes, well, I'm sure we'll find out next season, season of The Wish. Um, also, season, you gotta be real, like, clear about that. Wish, season, season of the wish, season 23, season of the wish, not witch. Um, which means <laughs> fuck, I can't, I can't even say the word witch. Um, so yeah, we've got this season starting, I think, in what two or three, two weeks or so, November 28th. Yeah, so we'll get to the next reset and then it's two weeks after that um and then that would get us through to like february when the final shape would have released but of course part of the layoff announcement was that it's been delayed through to june um so there's now a big question mark in my mind of what they're filling that extra time with um whether they're just going to extend that last season an extra three months and have a bit of a like lull in the middle of it We've had that. We've had that happen before, or if we get something like the thirtieth anniversary kind of extra fun shit thrown in there just to fill the gap, time will tell. Um, but that I just that is kind of we we have no way of knowing until we get closer to it. I think. I just really like that we put the Ahamkawa egg in a little incubator in the Enathium. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was like. Your little ink ladle. What? Yeah, like you walk in, you see the egg, and then like it essentially resolves with um, Ikora saying, "We're going to transmit into this into the um, Athenaeum." Eris Morn being like, "That's fucking reckless," and Ikora going, "You did it first, homie. You turned into a god. Uh, we're just going to do." And then this. Eris being like, "Fair cop, okay." Yeah, <laughs> uh, fair cop. Put this in my spare bedroom, um, and then yeah, you like what I. Then my first thought was like, I'm just going to go straight there. I need to look at this thing. And it's just like in a little box, in a little glass display know, cabinet. <laughs> it's in a whittle hatchery. It's very good. Is that how we get an uncorrupted wish? Is we hand raise the Ahamkara? Oh, yeah. We, make we it hand think, raise the whittle fella. Make it think I'm its dad. And then, yeah. And then it won't betray me. Destiny, give us Ahamkara baby plushes, you cowards. <laughs> I will pay the money. It no, will join my plushie collection. That really long, like full body, uh, full body like ribbon. A, like a cuddle pillow? Like a body pillow? Oh. Not like a body pillow, but like a long ribbon, but it's like just a big plushie. Oh, that's cursed. Oh. Kind of love it, though. Give me. Because I want to get Riven's skull tattooed on me eventually. Oh, okay. Like the the bit that opens up, mm. but like like an etching that you would see in like an old book. I want to get that tattooed on me somewhere eventually. Because yeah, yeah, I fuck with the Ahamkara fuckery so bad. Their design is like well, Riven's design is wicked, but the fact that they're the equivalent of Destiny's like dragons, I suppose. Yeah, wish dragons they are. Yeah, and then just their their fuckery. Like yeah, I'll give you what you want, but like. Is it though? Is it really what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm It's that like what is it, monkey paw? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see 
to see how they turn this into a season, right? Because like my my guess right now is that that see the next season will essentially end with us working out what the wish is that we wish to make. But what is the process we're going through to to tune that to like figure out the right words or whatever it is like are we going to read weird books in a library somewhere uh are we doing weird quests for riven like what are we what are we up to what's the what's the process here uh the wish is let me in that true voosie i'm trying to smash that that would be misinterpreted as i'm going to turn the traveler into a sex doll. The tanga. <laughs> oh my god! The the, ta- the 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 tanga destiny crossover. When is that happening? <laughs> There's so many orbs. Get Give ready for me. orbs of power. <laughs> you know how adult <laughs> actresses make uh toys that are modeled after their own anatomy yes i'm aware yeah there's also like a a geeky toy company that makes themed toys as well okay i wouldn't use one but for the meme i would buy destiny ones just for shits and giggles Uh, like have it behind you on that shelf there people like oh nice nice destiny (laughs) merch and then you bring it closer to the camera it's like what's that thing what that mouth do on that (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing here i don't know i just i want destiny next season to let me hand raise an ahamkara give me a little tank i don't think with a heat lamp with a heat lamp (laughs) let me raise my little dragon baby like a little bearded dragon I'm going to say I doubt it, but it would be I very funny. I feed him Whittle Moths uh-huh. from the throne world. I go get Whittle Moths. See, give I, him to Whittle Moths. What, what I'm not sure about is like, do Ahamkara... On the long, own, the long tweezers that you use to feed lizards. <laughs> let do, let do me Ahamkara, raise the Ahamkara. Do, do Ahamkara only grant one wish per lifetime? Or... Are we like training it over the course of the next season by giving it little wishes and like working out how it fucks them up and then like trying to trying to like navigate those guardrails? It's some like weird fucking Pixar montage of like us hand raising an ahamkara and yeah. then making a little wish and then you walking into the room on fire like that wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, <laughs> hey, can you like reheat this coffee that's gone cold and it like just sets the mug on fire? like not my tempo not my tempo (laughs) it just melts through the table yeah but like that's all well and good i don't know how you turn that into a game experience and something like destiny a first person shooter Mm. are we i don't know man Hmm. (gasps) the baby ahamkara ride on my shoulder now we're talking can i put it in a gun can I put it in a, in a whittle swing, like what you do with baby kangaroos mm. in a little pouch, and I walk around with it? Okay. Okay. That might be something. That's the artifact. It's a baby ahamkara in a little pouch. Oh, that is good. <laughs> it's a little fella. All right. Um, I think we should get out Just of here. Just excited <laughs> over the prospect of a potential baby ahamkara. I can't watch. Wait. You know what? I can't watch wait. Me cr- watch them kill it. And watch me cry. <laughs> you make the wish and it's like, done. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the emotes. My boy. <laughs> the emotes are where the value is. Oh, yeah. Because we might get some wish-based emotes. Who knows? It'd be fun. The armor set's going to be wild if it's Ahamkara themed. Oh, they full more, send on oh, that. More, more bones? Hell yeah. We have to dress as the baby's mummy so it trusts us. <laughs> <laughs> the ribbon skull. All right, I think we need to get out of here. This is just—we're <laughs> on a spiral. I'm just so—I'm just so excited over the prospect of a baby Ahamkara destiny. Yes. Please don't break my heart again. You've already taken Rasputin from me. Please don't take the baby Ahamkara. Yes, 
Uh, I think we can all agree with that. Um, look, until next time, this has been Erico Blueberry. Thank you for, for tuning in, for being patient with us while we not take a stand, but just take a moment to reflect on things. Um, we'll be back next time. Until then, tell your friends about us, about Destiny. It's still a good game. It's still fun. Um, leave a comment. Hit a, hit a cheeky subscribe or a like. All of that fun stuff. Yeah. I yeah. think that's it. I don't have a script for this end bit. Maybe I should. I don't have a script for much of this. Update your reptile license so you can raise your own baby Ahamkara. Oh, no. I got mine right here. What's up? Anyway. <laughs> My fist. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>